Idleman Unplugged is part of the Edify Podcast Network. I want to see your face Pass me by the crowds of people The priests who sing your praise Hello, my name is Shane Idleman, and I'm the pastor of Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California. It is my personal heart and goal for you to see truth through a biblical perspective. I hope that you enjoy this segment of Idleman Unplugged. Here we go into the next section. Again, we are still in chapter three, part three, feasting, what to eat and why. And this section is titled, Does God Care About What We Eat? Does God Care About What We Eat? Now, let me give you the short answer. Many of you know we're putting the book on Audible, all the different places, YouTube, Rumble. I'm going to talk about this topic and also add uh, some extra commentary on it. And let's get right to it. Does God care about what we eat? Does God care about what we eat? Food should primarily be about fuel and stewardship, followed by enjoyment. In America, it's all about enjoyment. See, that's the difference. So food should be about fuel, fueling our body, and stewardship. However, I do believe that God gave us that to enjoy as well. So there's nothing wrong with that. But when it becomes our all-consuming passion, it's all about the the joy and the fulfilling of the lust of the flesh, that's where we run into problems. I don't agree with those who say God doesn't care about what we eat. Just think this through. We know how important health is. We know how important productivity is. And to say he doesn't care. There's people in third world countries. There's missionaries on the field. There's people limited budget. And so in that type of situation, you just, God knows your heart. You do it the best with what you have and what the knowledge you've been given and, and what you can do. Anyway, we're going to try to unpack this a little bit more. Start with the point that I just made that God does care about what we eat. And how can he not care about one of the major contributors to disease, nor be concerned about addictive and destructive ingredients? It makes no sense to me. How can he not care about something that greatly affects our children as well as our performance? Health and vitality often play a huge role in productivity, even spiritually as well. Now, that statement about God not caring is just an excuse to indulge. When people say, well, God doesn't care what I eat, it's often just an excuse to indulge or there's a lack of wisdom. God wants us to take care of this gift that he has given us. It does matter. So let's briefly look at his design for eating healthy and taking care of our body. A calorie is a unit of energy derived from food. The energy comes from three main sources, carbohydrates, which is a quick source of energy, fats as an essential nutrient for life-sustaining functions, as well as energy sources, and proteins essential for building and sustaining our muscle and repairing tissue. That's a no-brainer. It can also be used as energy when other means are not available. All three of these are important for good health. Carbohydrates are currently at the forefront of most diet discussions. They consist of foods that originate from the ground and foods that are developed by man. Many people choose the wrong types of carbohydrates. Those developed by man, for example, sweets, highly processed foods, soft drinks, pastries, white flour products, and so on. Unbelievable. Some of these chemicals that are used in these processed foods are even banned in other countries such as Europe. Poor food choices are one reason why we see so many cavities in the young as well as the old and why we see increasing rates of childhood obesity and adult onset 
diabetes in children. It's just, it, it's just alarming, actually. And it's not just the harmful ingredients that cause damage. It's the lack of, the lack of vitamins, minerals, and nutrients that teeth need. I've seen cavities heal when a proper diet is introduced and harmful foods are removed. And that's an understatement as far as how the body can really heal itself because healing happens when the body is given the nutrients and the time it needs to heal. And that's why fasting is so important for healing because it allows the body to take time to stop digesting food and to heal. Our bodies are designed to consume healthy, God-given carbohydrates, such as colorful fruits and vegetables, along with beans and yams and things like that. Years ago, when I worked in construction, I could eat more carbohydrates than I do now. So we do need to be strategic based on our lifestyle. Some carbohydrates are important for living a healthy life, and I don't think they should be easily dismissed. So, for example, if I'm 50-year-old, male or female, and insulin sensitivity, possibly type 2 diabetes. I'm going to watch the carbohydrates because of the insulin and carbohydrates and the glycemic index. And, you know, the more insulin, insulin is a fat storage hormone as well. So I would definitely be more careful. The cookies, the crackers, the chips, white rice, pasta, bread, you know, I would really limit that. And I would get maybe some healthy, if I have to have some bread, I'm going to get some healthy bread like Ezekiel, some homemade sourdough and just in moderation, but a lot more vegetables. Probably add some clean meat and dairy into that. You know, again, depends what your goals are. If you're 25 and you're more active, carbohydrates are the chief source of energy. So we definitely don't want to rule that out. After carbohydrates are consumed, they are broken down into glucose, and then one of three processes occur. Number one, this is important, number one, the glucose will serve an immediate need such as exercise or activity or to assist in recovery. Those carbohydrates we take, you know, take in in a short amount of time, really, the food you just ate is being broken down into glucose and it serves an immediate need such as, look at these guys that run long distances. Athletes, you know, they need that short burst of energy and that glycogen, glucose is really what, uh, the glycogen and glucose are kind of, are the same thing. It's just one is stored, one is an active structure versus being stored. That's why they have two different labels for it. And then number two, if there's no immediate need, like in the case of most of us, glucose is stored in the muscle and in the liver for future use. So man, definitely a creator created us. And then three, here's where we get into most problems. If the liver and muscle are full, the glucose will be converted into fat and stored for future use. And the storage capacity in the liver is rather small. It supplies energy to the brain and the central nervous system, whereas the storage capacity in the muscle is larger. More muscle means more storage capacity for those carbohydrates. And so herein lies the main problem. Weight gain and health problems occur when too many calories, primarily carbohydrates, especially the wrong ones, are consumed and not used. Now, this is a controversial topic because a lot of people out there, and again, there, there's the truth is, is often in the middle. It's not about calories. It's not about calories, you know, because you have somebody eats 3,000 calories and they're lean. Somebody eats 2,000 calories and they're overweight. It's about hormonal balance. And what they mean by that, which is true, when your hormones are in balance and they're operating correctly, all the different hormones out there, glucagon and insulin, these are hormones, testosterone growth hormone and things like that, you can utilize and burn calories quicker. The metabolic rate is up. But even when you have hormonal optimization, even when that's occurring, if I'm consuming too much energy, calories 
I'm going to gain weight for later. I mean, you think about what they're saying. doesn't matter how many calories you eat. Well, if I've got perfect hormonal optimization, eating 4,500 calories a day, but my body only needs 3,000, even with working out, then those calories are going to be stored. I don't know any other way around that one. So we need to be careful. It's not all about calories. It's not about counting calories because that can be a form of dieting. However, on the flip side, we eat too much, even good stuff, and it's going to be stored. So here's a special note. When I use the word refined going forward, it means that nutrients are removed and chemicals are added, especially in the case of oils. Refined vegetable oils are often sold in bulk and end up in many prepackaged food items. So if you're eating out, if you're buying things on the shelf of the store, there's a very, very, very good chance that you are taking in refined vegetable oils, seed oils. They are different than avocado, olive oil. It depends, you know, cold pressed versus refined. And refined means they, they press all this. Let's take, for example, maybe canola or cottonseed or sunflower or safflower. They push all the oil out of these seeds. That's what they call it, seed oil. And in doing so, it's kind of gooey. It, it's, it's not really usable. So they have to use chemicals to get it in a usable state, and then they have to use chemicals to make it smell better and change the coloring. And so it's highly processed, lots of chemicals, and it throws you know omega three, omega six fatty acids off. And you know there's lots of research on that for those who are interested. But try to avoid those for sure. Read the ingredients. We've got to we've got to read the ingredients and see what we're putting in our body. Once heated to high temperatures, these refined oils are then pr processed with petroleum solvents and heated again to remove waxy buildup. More chemicals are then added to remove all the smell. Just repeat what I just said earlier. Long term, they can wreak havoc on our body and fuel both disease and inflammation. Many attribute heart disease to refined vegetable oils for this very reason. So think about this. It's cholesterol, cholesterol, cholesterol. But remember, cholesterol is good. Every cell needs cholesterol, low density, high density, the good cholesterol, the bad cholesterol. The bad cholesterol is actually good because it brings cholesterol to the repair site, whereas the good cholesterol takes it away back to be processed. So they say, oh, it's bad because it's building up on the arteries. Well, we need to look at what's causing the buildup. I mean, that that's what's key. Whether it's sugar, refined oils, or processed food, junk is the main problem. Junk in the arteries causes the body to respond with the cholesterol to repair. So I think we need to, let, to take a look at the junk that we're consuming. As a side note, if decision makers who oversee food corporations, even healthy ones, read this or listen to this, would you please considering using healthy ingredients, even if it affects profit? That's the key, guys. Now, I'm a proponent of eating the actual food versus using the oil. When possible, I use olives instead of olive oil. Also, avocados instead of avocado oil and almonds instead of almond oil. Choose the source, such as avocados and nuts and in, in your salad and, and eat the source of it, not necessarily the oil. Now, of course, oil from time to time, but the goal is to eat the actual product that the oil comes from or flax seeds. I put those in steel cut organic oatmeal. There's, there's things that you can really do. Not only is the breakdown of the food slower when you add in the fats with their, in their natural source, which, you know, low glycemic is what they would call it. The uptake of the nutrients and fiber is substantially higher than when eating the oil alone. So in other words, eating olives is a much better choice than the olive oil, not only for calorie density, calorie consistency, lower calories, avocado instead of avocado oil. It's just a better choice when you can do that. So 
Next section, we're going to get into oils to avoid. We're also going to talk about some of the other diet and health tips you can have. We'll talk a little bit more about fat, and then we're going to close out with a section on what does the Bible say about food? And, you know, I think that is so important to, let's look at actually what the Bible says about food, because that's where we need to go to. We need to start going directly to what God's word says about food and healthy living, and then make decisions based on that. If you've enjoyed this episode of Idleman Unplugged, be sure to send us your ideas and topics for future episodes of the podcast. You can send us an email at westsidechristianfellowship.org or shaneidleman.com. Thank you for listening to us today and join us again on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Eidelman Unplugged. For more information, visit us at shaneidelman.com. Again, that's shaneidelman.com. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. El Paseo Publications proudly supports the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network. We are committed to quality in Christian publication. Free ebooks can be found at westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. Books such as What Works for Men and What Works for Young Adults will help readers understand that the obstacles ahead are never greater than God's power to take you through. Books such as What Works When Diets Don't and Feasting and Fasting demonstrate how health can be achieved from a biblical perspective. Other free books such as Answers for a Confused Church and Desperate for More of God show the importance of fully surrendering our lives to Christ. And One Nation Above God is a must-read for anyone concerned about the direction of America. Again, free downloads of these ebooks are available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We are happy about partnering with the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network.